And good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, around the nation, around the world, you're listening to the Supernatural Realm on WCET.FM. Also, www.latenightinthemidlands.com. Chip, are you there, my friend? Oh, we could, these are scary times we live in, you know. <laughs> uh, fortunately, for all the kids who may be listening, we're not on video, you know, because my face would scare small children. And we can't do that today, though. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but, yeah, more than happy to be here uh, with the great Tim Roxbury for Supernatural Realm Radio. You're celebrating the Spookathon as we speak. And the scariest thing about this Halloween season is Mercury Retrograde, which really starts on October 31st proper and runs until November 22nd when Mercury turns direct. Fortunately for Tim and I, however, it, it's been hitting us for the last couple of weeks. So now that it's actually here, everything will work. That's my theory anyway. <laughs> but speaking of things that work phenomenally well, yes, we have the perfect guest for today. And, you know, and, and she doesn't look so spooky either. I'm the scariest looking one out of the three of us. You know, I'll, I'll say that out loud. I'll watch for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But she has a book out talking about spooky, 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 uh, called The Upper Darby Poltergeist, where she, who uh, Virginia Rose Trillo, that's, a, that's our honored guest today. She's been a friend of this show and a friend of my show as well, Kindness Beyond the Veil, right here on this very network, Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. So join us for that. But um, yeah, Virginia Rose has been on both of our shows, and she co-wrote this book with another dear friend to both shows, the great Mark Kyes, who is this uh, former Pennsylvania uh, state trooper, uh, but he was more like a detective, you know, at least he worked his way up to that point, a criminal investigator for the state police. But all throughout that time period, he was also very interested in paranormal investigations. Uh, so... You know, Mark Kies and his team, the Pennsylvania Paranormal Association, you can find out all about them at theppa.net, theppa.net, PPA for Pennsylvania Paranormal Association. But they would do these uh, paranormal investigations with the same kind of scrutiny that they do their own investigations. And that's a lot of scrutiny involved because, you know, they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt in a criminal court of law, you know, their cases. So they give that same kind of scrutiny to their paranormal cases, but they really needed a good medium. And Mark was not uh, really big on mediums at the time he started his search until he came across the phenomenal got Virginia Rose Centrillo. But, you know, it has to be, if not the best medium that Tim and I have ever come across, at least among them. I think and she's if the you best. Don't think of anybody that's better, they're friends of hers. Go I ahead, can't Tim. think of anyone better than Virginia Rose in, in this United States. The girl well, there you is, go. The woman <laughs> is good, man. The reading she, so, she's done, I mean, yeah, she's phenomenal. I'm, I'm, thank God you can't sing it. I am totally blushing. I'm in oh, my scary see? basement looking behind <laughs> me going, they think I'm a good medium. I'm scared, scared the hell out well. of myself singing it. <laughs> hey, those, those mediums on TV have nothing. 
compared to you, Virginia. Not yeah, of, of course, Timmy gave you quite the left-handed compliment because, you know, <laughs> he said you were the best medium in the United States, which means he obviously knows better mediums outside of the United States. So. I'm just, I'm just, I don't want her head to speak too much, but yeah, I mean, it could possibly be the world. I don't know. I mean. Didn't want her but head no, to get big too big. But no, please, dear God, I'm the biggest. I am such a chicken. I, I just am fortunate enough to work with such a great team that believes in me. And when I get that backup and when you get that belief and, and oh. that confidence from these people, you know, from my team, I, I, I really work at my full potential. And that's, that's great. That's great. But I do want to correct something. I'm so sorry, Chip. I have to correct you about one particular thing. I am not the co-writer of that book. Mark wrote the book. It was the in, it, it was my insight that he and I talked about. We collaborated on that, but otherwise, I did. I'm not a co-writer. I wish I was, but no. Well, but he used your words and your insights, so I I, I have to credit you. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the, and this was really, uh, if not the most trying case that they worked together. It, it was it easily in the top three of the most trying cases throughout the history of the Pennsylvania Paranormal Association, especially once Mark Kyes found uh, our honored guest, Virginia Rose Cinchello. You know what You know what the amazing part of it is, Chip? They let her go by herself before anything else to get a feel for, for what's, you know, present at the location. And that well, that's a smart the, thing to do. That I helps send my team. wife into places yeah. like that, too. You know, if there's a problem... <laughs> If there's a problem, I'll sick Terry, my wife. And, on and, and she yeah. validates uh, all the, everything I, I going on. I'll tell you how I work. You guys finish doing what you're doing, and I'll explain everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love being see. with you guys. I need more milk and cookies, though, to keep going. But go ahead. <laughs> I got I cookies, know. but no milk. What the hell? Yeah, I've got milk, but no cookies, so we're even. You know? I'm sorry. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just toss them through the phone and through the Skype at each other. <laughs> Our phones will be messier for it. I took them. Uh, I took them from the seniors at the senior center, and I got no milk to yeah. eat with them. So yeah. <laughs> there you and, go. And the, the big irony missed to all of us, Tim, is that you know Virginia Rose and Trillo, our honored guest today, has said that she scares easily, and I'm thinking, boy, is she in the wrong field? <laughs> yeah, I read that in the book. When she go was talk to dead people for a living, but I scare easily. Hey, yeah. I read that in the. I read that in the book. I read that. It's when I'm not working, you know, I, I get a little spooked. You know, I don't, in my own house, if I'm alone or, you know, uh, certain noises. My house is over 100 years old, so I get a lot of visitors coming through here constantly, whether they're residual, meaning that they're just an emotion that something happens at a certain time, in a certain month. I have that. And then also I have the owner who comes walking through once in a while, which is hilarious. Um <laughs> I'm very curious, though, when he does come through, he goes to a particular closet in one of my bedrooms and he moves my clothes around. So I'm wondering if something oh. is buried back in one of those walls. I well, went to those walls in the closet. So I'm very curious. One day I have to take you know, You know what the funny part is about that? You know, I read a part in the book where Mark sent you down first to the basement and, <laughs> and you said, and, she, and then he said to you, well, you're the psychic. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's got guns for God's sake. Yeah. And still And he said she went first. What the yeah. heck was that? That's a guy he thing. Always, yeah. Listen, he loves putting me in the dock. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's funny. It, it's really funny, but um 
like I said, when I'm focused and I begin to work, I'm a totally different person. Right. So for, I have this strength in me, and my grandmother used to say when I was younger, Virginia Rosa, the mighty I am. And what she meant by was, was that the creator was in her, mm-hmm. and that's what made her strong. Right. So that's how I feel. I would say in my head, I would repeat it like three times, like saying Beetlejuice, but it'd be the mighty I am, the mighty I am, the mighty I am, and then fly down the basement. But that's basically, you know, how I work. I, I, I get myself very um, focused. I ask for certain guides that I have been uh, very lucky to receive during this work. I've actually earned them. So I have about five of them that I really don't move until I see them. So they can't have a coffee break. They can't have a cigarette break. They have to get right <laughs> when I'm beginning to work. They have to be front and center with me. So um, there are three guides and two angels that I work with. So uh, they're the same people that I've been working with for the last 20 years. I know how they. I know how they make me feel. I know their scent. I know their look and their energy and their color. So mm-hmm. I look for all five of them before I begin. Oh, there you go. And then that's when I get very brave. Yeah, I, I always call upon my mighty I am presence when I'm prepared to do something like that. But they're almost always on vacation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they take more vacations than Congress, you know. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys are a panic. But I got to tell you, I'm so honored to be back. And I'm so excited. And I'm so excited about the book. And. I'm excited. It's Halloween. I'm very electrified during this time because the veil is very thin. Oh, and it's oh very you tell me it is. Beautiful and oh, wonderful shit. and all yeah. Saints Day. Right? I'm all Saints to Day, too. Well, yeah. I mean, historically speaking, the majority of the representation of this holiday, really from about 700 A.D. or maybe a little bit after 300 A.D., if you consider Samhain or Samhain, for those of you who don't speak Gaelic, um, you know, it started out as like a political huh? event, but it turned into this day where they celebrate those that we lost, and they're concerned that they could find their way into the upper world, if you will, the divine path, the light, if you will, rather than uh, either remaining stuck here on the earthly plane or, heaven forbid, finding themselves in the underworld. That was you know, really between three and, and 700 A.D., and then All Saints Day started about 850 A.D., and that started as a feast, but they seemed to adopt the idea that the the great saints of the church would manifest on earth uh, for All Saints Day for the same purpose as Sam Hine was doing all these pagan festivities. Right. So hey. our lost loved ones it, could find their way into the Isn't All Saints night. Day till tomorrow, November 1st? I'd always thought November 1st, but it depends on where you live, you know, because uh, right now it's November 1st somewhere, you know. Especially but it's Halloween here. So get back New on Zealand Halloween. And, and Europe, or, or, you know, that have a, a history that goes much further back than here in the U.S., you know, we've only been here for 250 years as the U.S., you know, give or take a, a few years. Right. But these guys, I mean, history for them is completely different. They've been here since, you know, prehistoric times. Right. So yeah, it's probably that. November 1st in Germany right now, but this is America, so let's talk about Halloween stuff, man. 
<laughs> yeah, not too depressing when we go through honoring our lost loved ones to candy and horror movies. <laughs> hey, I'm eating Reese's Cups here, man. Good yeah. stuff. Good old U.S. Well, there you go. Yeah, see, Tim's chowing and still, out. And Jenny still has no her milk. And cookies and, and where does that leave Chip over here, you know? Talking about himself in the third person, that's where. Hey, I'm going to reach across <laughs> Skype and get a glass of milk. You keep it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'd like oh, to see you drink that milk. I dare you. I dare you to drink milk in front of me, Tim Roxbury. If I, I had you. if I had a glass, I would. Yeah. The, <laughs> the monster drink tastes a lot worse after milk. That's you know? true. But same thing for Red Oh, Bull. you drink monster? The monster also keeps me up at night. And does no it? No pun intended. Oh, yeah. See, not me. I've, I'm a Red Bull guy anyway, but yeah, no. You know, it works for as long as it works, and then you got the little crash. You know, hey, right, I hope we got right more. Bedtime, so I hope we got more listeners listening in than we have in chat because there's only three of us in chat right now. <laughs> yeah, just, well, just I'm not saying. There. So if that's any consolation, I can't multitask like that. I want to spend my full attention on our honored guest. Very much. I'm really honored to be on the show, like I said before, and I'm very excited to be on the show. I'm very excited about the book that Mark wrote, and I was able to uh, work with that case with him, and it was just such a delight to uh, be honored the way I was by him writing this book, and the forward that he wrote, um, well, I don't know if it was the forward or the dedication, I don't remember, uh, I have the book upstairs, actually, but... Um, all I did was cry. All I did, I Aww. had no idea that was a big surprise on his part. And when I got the book and I opened it up and I started to read it, I was like, oh, my God. He, I, it was so honored to know that he felt so highly of me. And, of course, it puts pressure on me now to really succeed in many levels with him because he does truly test you, Mark mm -hmm. Kais, and he always does test me. And I'm still, after 10 years, I'm still subject that he's watching and viewing. <laughs> so it's quite interesting what I go through. That's but I have to tell you, my way of working has totally turned around since working with uh, Mark Kais and his wife and Lauren Kais and the team. Mm -hmm. As far as how we treat things, like you said in the beginning, it's treated like a, tr a crime scene, and that's exactly how we work it. So um, it's quite interesting how we go through step by step. Um, I actually, Mark calls me up, tells me the address. I don't know the address until I'm in the car waiting, and I'll say, I text him, I'm in the car. He gives me the address. I put it on my GPS. And off I go. I have no clue where I'm going, what I'm doing. I just follow the GPS. When I get there, um, I have a pen and pad in my hand. I usually try to get there a little earlier, like about mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes before we actually start the case. That's why I could start writing information. Sometimes I get information the night before, not knowing where I'm going at all. Or I may get something while I'm driving, so I keep say. a pen and pad next. It's very sloppy how I write, and I have to try to figure out what I write to rewrite it again to show the client. Um, Mark goes in, he does the paperwork, he does a uh, walkthrough with them first. I don't know anything, I'm in the car the whole time. Then he calls me out, he goes, you're on. I go in, I hand them the paperwork, he hands it to the client, they look it over, they say yes or no of whatever I wrote on the paper. And the clients cannot elaborate unless I ask them to, otherwise they say yes or no as I'm walking through the house. But what's so wonderful about doing this walkthrough 
is the fact that it calms them down. Right. Because I'm starting to feel and see things and hear things and tell them stuff, what goes on in each room. And you could see that they're getting a little more calmer. And they look at me and they go, so it's really happening to us. I said, yeah, it is. You're just like me. Everyone has this gift at one degree mm-hmm. or another. Yeah, a little bit. So Especially when they're around somebody that does have it. It was the introduction of the book, by the way, not to Ford. There is no Ford. And it's nice that people feel so highly of you because people only talk to me when they're high. Now, there's a big <laughs> difference on that. <laughs> I just want to say it. I got a hey, question Timmy, for Virginia. Hey, Timmy has a question here for you. Yeah. Does it overwhelm you sometimes when you're driving to a location and you get all these uh, visions and intuitions about the, the, the location before you get there as you're driving? Uh, it's not so much overwhelming because after so many years and getting seasoned, you kind of like, that was my very beginning when I first started working years ago doing, you know, doing house clearings. Um, I used to get like very pent up and nervous and I used to get very overwhelmed and sometimes I would pick up somebody already talking to me and I would start crying. Um, that now I've learned after seasoning myself not to get too emotional, Mm -hmm. to try to get a grip of what's going on. That's so I can focus better on what I need to tell the owners when I get there. So I stay very calm. Uh, there's times do I, that I do pull over on, you know, because I leave I super early. I usually leave my house at 11 because I live in Whitestone, Queens. I have to go into Pennsylvania. So if a case starts at 6 or 7, I take my time. I get a sandwich. I pull over. But there's times I do have to pull over. Once in a blue mm. moon, if I get an anxiety uh, like something like my chest really pumping hard, and I, I do get a little shaky at times. It doesn't happen often, but when I do, then I know I'm going to be dealing with something bigger than I assumed. Mm-hmm. Meaning it could be where I'm working on cemetery ground, holy ground, hollow ground, uh, or um, it could be a murder situation that I could be walking into. Mm-hmm. So it depends. It depends. But it doesn't happen that often because, again, I've become so seasoned about it. And I go, okay, I have to put that to the right. I have to leave it to the right now and stay calm. I'm driving. So, But it does become quite interesting. Uh, there's times where I pull up to the house and I get absolutely nothing, which is very, very scary. Mm-hmm. Because here I am. So I negative. have to something to my team i gotta mm-hmm. try to help these people because our job is to help these people yeah. we want to resolve finish off what's going on here uh where we end we leave them with a lot of information to continue keep the energy up in their home and take back their property if we cannot finish that job we have many many resources right. mark over the years since the last 10 years collected so many wonderful people that are great resources so what i cannot finish they can Mm, awesome and we do keep up with the families by the way but we do hand out a piece of paper with a lot of information on it again keeping the energies up in your home because what people need to understand is that you need to keep this energy up meaning that this is your church this is your sanctuary this is where you eat sleep make love come up with ideas have fun laugh it's very important. This is your sanctuary, your church. So it's important to learn how to keep things flowing in a positive manner in your home. Mm-hmm. And Virginia. there's many wonderful, beautiful books out there on great techniques on how to do so, even mm-hmm. on the Internet. All right. 
when when you pull up at a location and you don't get nothing, is that maybe sometimes a sign that there's something negative in that in that building location? Um. I think my guides play with me a little bit, mm. but also, no, it doesn't actually mean that, you know, it, it, it could mean that someone's not talking and they're mm. afraid I'm coming. You know, they do sense that I'm on my way. Okay. They do feel that these lost souls, these trapped souls, you know, they come in and again, it depends on why they're trapped. It could be because they were murdered or because they died suddenly or they're being protected of their property because you're talking about 1700s, 1600s, 1800s. What was the main thing that they wanted to do? They wanted to have their homestead. They wanted to have their home and their family. They had their babies there. They ate there. They fought there. Um, so they're very protective of their homes. So a lot of times I get complete silence. Mm. And But it's interesting because each home comes with a representative, mm. um, meaning that the house is alive and it speaks to me. Right. So I wait for my guides and angels to surround me, and I'm sitting there like, and Mark will walk over to the car, and here I am hitting my head. Uh, yeah. Uh, on why that am Virginia. I not getting anything? He goes, uh-oh. And on I go, yeah. But as soon as I open that door, as soon as my hand goes on that handle, on that doorknob, and that opens, and I mm. get there, and I put my back up against the door, and I face inside the house, there's somebody that always comes forward and becomes very braggadocious. Mm immediately either the ghost that's there that wants to speak and get out its grievance or the representative the spirit of the home comes and speaks to me virginia do you and, think that uh, a lot of times they get the the ghost that comes down and says you don't know what's been going on here they have so many kids i don't know where I'm, where's my family what happened to the door over here what they do in here what happened you know it's very interesting what happened mm. yeah. so you, you know they got an ear they yeah. they they feel and sense that I can hear them and see them and feel them. So Virginia, do you do you think that these homes, like if they're up for sale or before they're up for sale, like maybe, you know, a young kid growing up has this infatuation with this house and loves this house. Do you think the homes call out to them that say buy me or I want you to occupy this home? Yes. I believe the homes pick the family. Okay. I, I, you know, I really believe that. One hundred percent. Um and I, I'm not going to say it's all the time, yeah. but I do feel, yes, they do, pick, they do pick the people they want to live in there. And, you know, a family can live in there before, and they mm. don't feel one damn thing, nothing. Mm. And then all of a sudden, here comes this family, and they finally get the house, and they move in, and then there's a whole firework thing that goes on, on there. That's because they're meant to learn something. They're meant to grow from it. They felt uh, on another level... It's already in the works for those people to call out for help. Mm-hmm. And they know they're going to get help from these people. Cause so I, it's already in the works. Yeah. I, and that's I, we're called in or another team or whatever. Because mm-hmm. we had a case, not us, but I interviewed a family who, um, you know, Bob Kramer wrote the book um, Demon on Brownsville Road. When he was young, that house used to call out to him when he was, he was like a teenager and ride his bike past the house. You know, he was he began his his love for the house at a young age and, and when he bought the house and moved in, all hell broke loose. That's the re- reason why I asked you, you know, does that happen? Yes, it does. Yes. Yes. Actually the house I'm in, the one I'm in, uh, I live not too far from here. I had another home. We oh. sold that and I always used to come past this house. Mm. And I used to say 
I love this house. I have to get my hands on you one day. I could do so much for you. I can make you so pretty. Mm. And, uh, yep, and guess what? <laughs> we first rented it, and a miracle happened, and we wound up purchasing it. Mm. Cool. And that's an interesting story, what happened here. But, yeah, I wound up getting this house. And this house has protected us through fire, through a flood. This house, if I'm away, it kind of sends me messages. I don't need the ring. It tells me. <laughs> like, I'll feel it, and I'll say something's not right, or we need to call home, or, you know, um, I have to send a neighbor over. Can you just check? Mm -hmm. So it's quite interesting what goes on, you know, because this house really called me for 15 years. Yeah, wow. Well, when I, I got in it. Yeah, I, I had a lot of work. <laughs> it took me two years to clear this home. Wow. Yeah. So I had a red coat living in the basement. My grandmother and my mother actually saw uh, the water being turned off on my faucet, which you had to use a screwdriver to get through the, the handle to turn it because it was so rusted out. And we actually watched it turn. And we went upstairs, and I had one of those bolts that you push up into the ceiling. I shut the door, bolted it. My grandmother's doing the rosary now, you know, typical Italian little grandmother. You know, Madonna me. I got to pray to Mother Mary. Anyway, uh, we actually heard banging on that door. We also had a situation where I just got a brand new oven, brand new oven. And my grandmother was making, uh, you know, the cinnamon apples. Mm -hmm. And we, we, you know, it should take, what, half hour, 45 minutes? She had it at 375, and every time we walked to the back to look at the oven, like, what's taking so long, it went back to 200. Somebody kept shutting the, trying to shut the oven off, but it was going to 200 instead of 375. Wow. It took us hours to make those apples. Wow. Chip it. <laughs> yeah, that, no. they, they must be real preheaters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, well, basically, the story is this. In this particular house that I am sitting in right now that I adore and love, and I talk to the walls as I walk through the house, and I tell how much I love love you, and, and it's actually a female energy that, that uh, this house is made of. And we have lovely conversations, and I pet her walls and talk to her, and it's, it's, we have a wonderful relationship. And I have to say that... Uh, what happened here was we had a red coat in the basement where I'm sitting now. We had a maid because this area here where I'm at, were, these were homes for people that were coming in from Manhattan. This wow. is like a vacation spot. Whitestone was like a vacation spot. We also have Fort Totten, which is like a couple of blocks away from me, which is near the Throgs Neck Bridge. I can see it from where I'm, you know, if I go outside, I can see it from down the block. Uh, so Fort Totten has a lot of history there. Um, you know, where the Throgs Neck Bridge is, mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh, American Indians buried underneath there. Right. That was actually a burial ground. Um, the reason why it was called Whitestone is because the first settlers that came across here, there was a huge white stone, a, a huge stone in the middle of the water going towards the shore. It was huge, and it was white. So they named it Whitestone. Also, they used to get pottery out of here for China because it was so beautiful white, the clay. 
So there's a lot of history here, and I had a maid in the house, and that's the one who liked to play with the oven. Oh, wow. Then I had a gentleman who had a mental issue, uh, spirit, that when I was sleeping, he would stand over me. And my poor little chihuahua at the time, my little Rocky, was mm. laying next to me on my left-hand side. And I was sleeping near the window, which was on my left-hand side. Mm. And in the middle of the night, I felt like somebody was standing over me. So I opened my eyes and I saw a man very quickly. Oh, moth, sorry. Anyway, I just, there goes the transiting cell. Anyway, I had to kill a moth. Um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I, I opened my eyes and he's right in my face. It's like, and he like growled at me. And next thing I know it, my dog is being lifted up, no joke, was flung over my bed, Holy shit. going, sliding across down the hallway. This little man was screaming. This wow. little chihuahua was screaming. I got up, stood up at the top of the bed. I said, I'm going to kill you. What a thing to say to the spirit. Uh, go. <laughs> And I jump over the bed. I run into the hallway. It's, my, my veterinarian knows how I am with animals. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, if I didn't know better, I would think you were trying to pierce this dog's ears. There were two pinch marks in his ears, and they were bleeding. Really? Mm. Wow. I was, dev- I was devastated. Yes, this actually happened. Uh, at the time, my husband was in bed with me, and I had uh, another couple staying in the room adjacent to mine. So they ran out into the hallway because they heard the whole commotion. So uh, they were witnesses too. And that night, um, my girlfriend was headed down the stairs. She says, "I think we need a glass of wine. I'm going down. I'm going down the stairs. I'm going to get wine." And somebody shoved her, and she wow. actually went flying down the stairs. Yeah. So we had a very interesting night where none of us can sleep. We were hearing noises. Uh, we didn't start renovation yet, so yeah. it wasn't as though we were doing work, no, no thought of work being done. We were actually renting at the time. We didn't know if we were staying in New York or not, so we were actually renting at the time this home. And one thing led to another, and it was a, a tug of war for almost two years, it took me. Wow. And we did it. We did it. And once in a while, I had the red coat coming and thanking me. He comes in. And he kind of guards my house now. He went into the light, did what he had to do. Three years later, he comes back after I purchased the house, and he said, "I'll, I will guide your, I will guard your house." That's what he told me. So now, uh, confirmation came to me with two of my friends pulled up to see me. It was nighttime, and they called me from their car and they said, "We're here." I said, "Well, why aren't you coming into the house?" They said, "Some man is standing there. We could." where we see a man there and he's wearing something red and he has a funny hat on i said are you kidding me that was my confirmation and these are two people that don't even believe what i do but yet ask me for marital advice (laughs) (laughs) this is what yeah yeah and i had a similar situation before i purchased this house and another house that was down the block that was quite interesting but yeah it's been some ride i have to tell you but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. That's but, awesome. yes, this house called me for almost five or six years, I'd have to say. Mm, wow. Yeah. And who knew I was ever going to live in it? Because I noticed that even, you know, in the neighborhood I grew up in, one part, you know, family member moves out or passes away, and the, the very next families that got the same personality and same attitude the former owner had. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's on that energy. So yeah. obviously, um, you know, walls and doors and floors and, you know, stairs, and they have memory. Mm-hmm. Everything has a memory. Uh, psychometry, that's basically what it is. So I can touch a floor or a door or a wall, and I can tell you what happened in that room. Uh, it's all on, it's, again, it's the psychometry. Um, but probably that person absorbed what went on in that home. It doesn't mean that that ghost is there or someone's trapped. It's just the energy that was absorbed right. from their memories and stuff. And the personality of that person must have been so strong that the energy stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. So that can happen. I mean, one time I drove somebody else's car. I was doing somebody a favor, and just the car alone, my friend next to me looks at me and says, you're acting just like my mother right now, how she would drive the car. I said, I know, I, I'm... I'm not a driver like this. What am I doing? I picked up a person who's strong. Wow. Somebody ever told me I acted like their mother, I'd slap them up a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, I'm this, just saying. <laughs> it was a very rainy day. I didn't want to smack anybody. I was yeah. like, <laughs> and that, I started laughing yeah. because they know how I drive. That's not my style. And they're like, why are you driving like that? You're driving like my mother. I said, oh, my God. And I realized this was not me behind the wheel. And the mother wasn't dead. She was just so, it, this was her car. And God forbid somebody else drove it. She, was, she had a very strong personality. Um, so she had an amazing personality. So it, it just kind of lingered in the car. And here I am driving and with two hands going, leaning forward. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just Something uh, on the break every five seconds. It's like this is so not me. I, I just wanted to remind the listeners, or for the listeners who do not know, um, psychometry is a, a psychic gift where people can hold or touch an object of yours and tell you about where you've been. You know what's going on in your life. Perhaps even uh, what may happen in your life by, by holding or touching an object of yours. So when she's doing psychometry in a house and how she said, you know, stairs have memory, she can place her hands on, on the stairs and sense what may have happened before or what could be happening in the in the near future. It's it's kind of a, a gift and something that I can't do. And that could that be used in this? We all can do it. It's just, yeah. you know, opening up and being balanced and, and having... Um, you know, having a certain intent, mm-hmm. you know, if you want it and you work for it and you meditate and you work with your guides, you can develop very quickly and you can really do psychometry. It took me a while to get that down packed, but I got it and I'm mm-hmm. very fortunate. I work very hard for it. But going yeah. back to what, uh, what um, Tim has said, Basically, also, the house wanted that type of personality back mm-hmm. in the house again. It was used to it, and it wanted it, and it got it. Mm-hmm. The next owner just absorbed that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, psychometry, could that be used in missing person cases as well? Yes, yes. Okay. Holding a piece of clothing, um, holding a picture of them, mm-hmm. or um, even a, a weapon that was used against that person. You know, if they're if they're deceased and they're trying to find the body, um, you can hold on to things, and you can also describe um, the murderer. I've seen a lot of mediums do it, and mm-hmm. a lot of them a lot of them don't get credit for it because they're not supposed to announce that they use these people. But yes, 
there's been amazing shows on it actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, the, actually, somebody did that to, to me once. They said, I want you to hold a shirt of my old boyfriend's and see if he can tell me anything. And I said, well, he likes shirts. <laughs> so, so I was spot on, I think. You know? <laughs> I think you were. Yeah. Bob, I told you you could do it. See? Yeah. I you are it. a panic. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so funny. Oh, by the way, I need to say something. Tim, when I spoke to you today um, and your friend came through, I realized what the anniversary, what he was celebrating. His death, yeah. That's right, November. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I thought it was December. I didn't realize it was November uh, 17th. Yeah, wow. that was a very interesting conversation. All I did was call up Tim to ask him, what do you want to talk about? What are we doing today? I was so excited to come on tonight. And... Um, one thing led to another. Every time I get Tim or Chip on the phone, forget it. Yeah, People right. start coming left and right. These two really, really yeah. have a lot of energy themselves. So it's so easy to work with you guys because I do pick up more from your energy. Mm -hmm. Just hearing your voices, you know, I pick up a lot of things. So wow. it's quite interesting how it happened today. And I had to hang up because I had to get to a job site. <laughs> so I was like, because I also do construction. So, um, you know, it, it was I felt so bad cutting this guy off, and I was like, I got to go. I got to go. Uh, you know, I'm so sorry, Steve, but I have to move on. I have to go. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. And then he just turned around, and he had, he, he was uh, having a nice drink, actually, which was funny. He was showing me something, and I said, all right, enjoy your drink. I'm going. Yeah, he used to be the drinker before I met him. And I actually asked him, I said, can you leave a drink for me when I come home? There was nothing here. Nothing. I felt so bad. <laughs> Never let Steve in the house again. Anyway. Yeah. Tim was just a little freaked out. Yeah, it was it was, it was good. I mean, bit. I was like, whoa, there's no way you could have known about him. Wow, well, well, yeah. you know, how he looked like, how he dressed. And even even the uh, oak tree stump in the backyard at my mom's house. <laughs> nobody knew oh, yeah, that. With the termite. Yeah, nobody yeah. knew that. Except my family. Wow. <laughs> Your father said, tell them that, because that's how they let, it may not have a meaning, and you know, a lot of things I say to people have no meaning to me, but you get the piece of that puzzle, and you have to fit it where it belongs for you, and that's proof that that's them, because mm -hmm. only you and him would know that, and the right. rest of the family. Right. So, that's how we know that it's authentic. And how Steve dresses, no, no one knows, how, you know, no one would have been able to pick that up, or what he looks like, or anything. Yeah. He, he picked it <laughs> yeah. up right away. I think he got insulted because they said fire plug, and he got a little insulted because, you know, over here where I live, when somebody is stocky like that, we call them fire plugs. <laughs> you know, oh. like, but not, it's not an insult. It means that they're, you know, built a certain way, and like we'll say, like, oh, Janice got herself a nice fire plug. He's he's hunky, you know, <laughs> and stocky. So you know that's how we speak here. But anyway, yeah, let's we, get on. What else did you want to know? I'm sorry, I veered off. Uh, you know, we, in the fire department, we call them fire hydrants, fire plugs. So maybe that's yeah, that's something. That, yeah, I know, and which was funny because he was part of the fire department, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, so there's another meaning. Everything piggybacks. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. interesting the meaning of words and how it fills in so many gaps. One word can fill in so many gaps. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Sure is. But anyway, as far as the book is concerned, I have to tell you, this is one case. I've been on many cases before, Mark, because this is what I used to do before, Mark. Right. And um, 
you know, I'll tell you, I've come across a lot of different things in my life, but this particular case was a very interesting case, um, which you know, guys, I know that you read the book or looked through it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll tell you, uh, this was my, and I always tease Mark, I go, this is our second date. You know, the second time I was with the PPA, I started in 2009 on one particular case, which was a um, candle shop, uh, which I was called upon to do, and that was an interesting story. I had, that's how I met Mark, was through a woman who came to my house from Staten Island to work here in Whitestone, Queens, to do um, stenciling on my front wall in the front of my house around these arch windows. And we were discussing spirituality. Actually, she went on to write a couple of books herself, and she's very open. So we had a beautiful conversation, and she heads home that night after leaving me, goes to her house, and gets a phone call on her house line, which is her sister, who knew the people of this candle shop. And the sister asked her, I know you've been speaking to a young lady. You've been doing work at the time. I was a young lady. Um, <laughs> I know you've been doing stenciling you know, in this particular home, um, and you know that she's been bringing up your late husband and stuff like that. Is there any way she can help us find a grave site? She goes, I don't know. Let me call her on the cell phone. So now she has us both on speaker, and I'm talking to her on our house phone, and she's talking to me on her cell phone, and it was quite interesting. Um, I said, go back up in the cemetery Wherever this gravestone is, I believe I said up to the right, and the stone was laying down. I said, you passed it. And by the way, is the person that you're looking for named Elizabeth? And I hear complete silence. I thought I screwed up. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, hello? And, she, and then I hear this screaming, oh, my God! Oh, my God, we walked up there while you were on the phone. We found it. We found it. So they, and then all of a sudden, somebody got on the phone and says, we're going to have a producer call you. I said, what? They yeah. said, yes, we're going to have a producer call you. Are you okay with that? I said, I, I, I guess so. Mm. Well, that night, after picking up this Elizabeth, and again, I didn't meet Mark yet, nor did I speak to him yet. All I saw was I was watching TV. I'm laying in bed, and my TV's up against these other arch windows that are in my bedroom, and I see the light coming in from the moon. It was a full moon that night. And I see this woman standing there holding something in her arms. And I'm saying, what is that? I didn't know what it was. I thought, excuse me, everybody, I'm so sorry. But I'm saying, oh, my God, that poor baby doesn't look right. What's going on here? And all she kept saying to me, she was sending me a message, like just staring at me with this stare. And I'm like, please, whatever, I don't know who you are. And she goes, I am Elizabeth. Yep. You need to help us. Next minute I know it, I had these brand new puppies that I saved their little lives, uh, two chihuahuas, one's Rocky and one was Bella. They were brand new. They were downstairs near a huge angel, wooden angel in the corner of my living room, in a playpen. Hmm. And I said, please, you're scaring me. <laughs> Could you please go now? I need to get some rest. And it was two in the morning. Next minute I know it, I hear one of my chihuahuas barking like crazy. So I run downstairs, and I see she's by the angel talking to my dogs, and then I realize what she had in her hand was a monkey. Wow. A little monkey. And I... I... I do have a monkey. 
They're coming for me. That's all I got to say. Yeah, no, I thought they were coming for me. Uh, <laughs> no, but anyway. I've so, my way now. Uh, yeah, because I'm telling the story, so I look like a nut job. But anyway, <laughs> so um, the next day I receive a phone call from the uh, producer of the show The Haunted and said, you know, I want you to give me some information of what you felt about this case. I know you picked up the name. I cannot tell you anything else. Mm -hmm. So I said, this, are you going to think I'm crazy? But she was holding something in her hand last, last night. She goes, what do you mean last night? I said, she was in my house. Who was in your house? I said, Elizabeth. And she was holding something in her hand and asking me for help. And she said, you must help us. She goes, tell me more. I said, this has to do with monkeys? She let out a laugh. I said, oh, I screwed this one up. And she goes, no, you, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I screw up? And she says, no, no, honey, this is about monkeys. And Elizabeth is a daughter of someone, but I wow. cannot give you any more information. I am going to have Mark speak with you. We're going to be filming with him and we'd like you to join. Wow. And here I am melting, going underneath the desk of my office. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and next thing I know it, I was on the site. Mark had called me. We didn't discuss the case. I just gave him what I got. And he said, uh-huh, uh-huh. And when I got there, I did the walkthrough. I walked behind the place, came back in. He showed up. We shook hands. He's, he was looking at me like, oh, look at this crazy New Yorker. And uh, I just rattled on. I gave personal information to all, his, all the teammates that were with us. And they got blown away, which I had no idea what I was saying. And I just gave them information. And then we can, proceeded with the case. And um, I told them there were bones in the back. And it turns out that this gentleman was um, Elizabeth's dad, was a doctor who was experimenting on the monkeys and... Because of him, we have a vaccination for the mumps, I believe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but it was a very sad, sad thing because I said there were bones in the back buried, and then it was confirmed that there was, and um, we did as much as possible. And actually, when I was walking through there, I kept seeing somebody, you know, because I work in this particular way, so I was seeing somebody fishing, and I said something with fish, fishing, fisher, and he says that was the doctor's last name. Wow. And the rest was history. The rest was history. Yeah. Uh, we bonded right then and there, Mark and I. And uh, so now here we are on our second date. And now it's, uh, that was 2009. March of 2010, he calls me upon this case. I go into Upper Derby, and I'm standing there. I felt like a scene from The Exorcist when they, when they come <laughs> to the house and they're standing at the door with the briefcase. Right. And <laughs> And I'm like, oh, Lord, what did I get myself into? And I proceeded in the house, and we actually, I did the walkthrough first. Uh, then they set up cameras and everything. We left because he wanted to leave for about an hour because there were things going on in the house that he wanted to really, truly get a handle on by putting up recording devices and, um, and cameras. Mm -hmm. So um, to our dismay... Some of the claims that they were making did not happen in that hour and a half, but we did pick up stamping around, clinging, clanging, um, things being moved, but nothing was moved when we walked in. Uh, but that's what he picked up on the recorders. Mm. 
And one thing led to another, and I was walking through doing the investigation, and I picked out the rooms that there was most activity. I explained what would be happening, and during the course of the night, they were filming, and one thing led to another, and the things that I described were happening. You know, uh, dark shadow, uh, somebody looking at the equipment, interested in the equipment. Mark had in one of the rooms, and the two rooms that were really, well, actually three, and then we'll go into the fourth one, which is the basement. But the upstairs area, it was the son's room that was next to the master bedroom. And the master bedroom had stairs that went into an attic. So that was where most of the activity was. Right. And um, what had happened was, sure enough, I came across two two ghosts that were in the house, which was a mother and a son. The son was much older, but he was mentally handicapped, like challenged, mm -hmm. and he had a lot of issues, and he was very much into electronics. He liked stuff, so he would go to my teammates and move their hands and look at their cameras. Oh, wow. He else moved a door, but I couldn't identify who moved that door, and we saw a black shadow, and I realized this is not this mother and son. So I, the team got together. I told them how I released. They, they sat down with me, and we released them. And then I continued saying there's something else going on here that I can't put my finger on. So Mark and everybody went upstairs. I was left with one teammate in the living room. And all of a sudden, I felt a hood go over my head, and my head was pulled back. Oh, wow. And I couldn't see. It, act like, it felt like a physical like a, a burlap bag going over my face. Mm. And I hear very clearly, I did not take the money. I will not be accused for this money. Mm. And oh, it wow. turned out that a couple of quarters started to be thrown around the home. Mm -hmm. That mock caught on camera and everything. So, um, and I picked up that something was done to the family. I said to Mark, okay, the two are gone now. Now we have to work on what's going on here because whatever it is is moving fast and it goes upstairs and it goes into the master bedroom, goes halfway up the stairs and then goes to the wall to the right, which leads into another house. They were all, um, they were connected. They were an end house, though. But this thing would run through the other apartments. It's like a duplex, yeah. And uh, so... I asked Mark to call the owners and say, would they know anything about Voodoo or Santeria? Was something done to them? Mm -hmm. I also picked up that there was some sort of heart-binding ceremony that was done um, to, the ma to the husband of the home, and they reluctantly said, yes, something is going on beyond what we know, mm -hmm. and we think something was done. Oh. And there it goes. For two years, we worked on this case, and we became all close friends. I mean, that was 10 years ago. We're all close friends. We all still talk. We all still communicate. It's been a wonderful journey, very frustrating, very scary at times because there were five children in the home, and one of the reports were that Mark received. And I don't know. And you know, it's funny because I had to read the book because a lot of things, I don't want to know anything. I tell mm -hmm. Mark, I don't care. 10 years later, if you want to tell me about the case, fine, but I don't want to know a thing. And I come to find out one of the situations were that the brand new baby that they had together was moved from the master bedroom into the son's room. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. with covers over its face, and they were looking for the baby, and they couldn't find the baby until she let out like a little like ah, and then they because she was fast asleep, and they found her in another room, and no one's been home to move that baby. All the other children were at school. Did they have activity on the other side of the duplex as well, or just just confined? We never found out. We never found out. The people next to her were were kind of religious, and they didn't want to talk. Whatever it was, was really aiming for them. Mm. And one of the areas that like to hang out is the basement. So on another time that we went, there's a few, we made a lot of visits to this home. Mm -hmm. And one of them was during the day. And Mark was upstairs with one of the teammates, and he kind of shut the door of the bedroom. He checked the whole house, made sure everybody left. They were in school. The husband and wife left with the baby. And he was in the bedroom. In the bedroom, he kind of closed the door a little bit in the master bedroom. And, you know, you can kind of see down the hall, but he wanted to shut the door. And next thing you know, the door starts to open a little bit and then closes. He opens the door, and he found quarters on the floor in front of the door. It all had to do with quarters. And one of the noises that we kept hearing was, you know, um, you know the handles on drawers mm-hmm. that you can move, like a metal handle? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the dresser drawers, you would hear cling, cling, cling. Well, that's where this family kept their change in the master bedroom in this drawer. And all his change would go missing, and it would be all over the house. So they really wanted to make a point to the family that we're going to take everything from you. We also found out, and I said to Mark, He's not well. Did he have problems with his heart? And it turned out he was a very young man, and he was having heart attacks. Wow. He had five heart attacks. So they really wanted to destroy him not only physically, but also materially. Yeah. You know, yeah. And they did. They they did their best. Mm. And we worked on the case for a very long time. I did a binding ceremony at one point where I put it to the backyard, and not to be in the house. They were still seeing shadows and things, but um, I, it wasn't as active, let's put it this way, but it took a very long time because it was very hard to kind of work with the, the father mm-hmm. because he was so disgusted and destroyed at this time and so broken down, and I was concerned about his health. Right. So, um, yeah. So we had to go with this very carefully, and uh, the recommendations, stuff like that, you know, priest, and uh, we got, um, Mark knows somebody in Philly, I believe, that does um, this kind of work with voodoo or uh, Santeria, and um, he just, we were kind of concerned about it, and the owner of the house, the father, did not want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I understood that. And I never recommend a family to leave a home I never do, but I said to Mark, they're going to have to go. This is not, and they had to leave anyway because there were five kids in this small place. It was only a three-bedroom and very, very tiny. Yeah. Um, so, the, the, you know, that was one of the reasons why they had to leave because it was way too small. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It worked, what I did, because when he left, there was no other problems with this family. And actually, they don't live in New York anymore. You know, no. they, they live out of state, and they're doing very well. They have their own business. They're doing very well. And um, the husband, Gus, is doing very well also. His health has improved. So, um, you know, in time, because it didn't have an object to attack anymore, it didn't have a host anymore to attack, it just died off after a while. But when they first moved out, 
they actually, you know, there's much more to the story. This is just, I'm, I'm bouncing around a little bit. Well, you don't want to give the milk away for free. You want them right. to buy the book. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> basically, yeah, and it is, it, it is a fun book. It's really, it's, it, it's it really reading, it's breathing, and it's really an interesting book. Um, he did a great job. And I have to tell you, when they first left, they cut off the electricity. They called the utility companies, everything. And the neighbors started calling them that the lights were coming on. Wow. And when there was no electricity. So that goes to show you how strong this, this entity was. But mm-hmm. Gus actually caught him, the owner of the house, Gus, actually caught it. He went downstairs to get a glass of water. And he had a cell phone with him because I believe he was going to make a phone call. And he heard a noise, and he turned around, and there he caught it at the refrigerator. So it was your typical black shadow. It was your, it was distorted. Uh, it had the bowler hat. You know, the arms were too long. He was kind of crooked. You know, trying to form into a human. Mm-hmm. But they really did a number on this family. And you know, I had to protect my teammates. I had to protect my family. I had to protect my own home. Because you, I was working on it constantly, not only there, but I was doing a lot of remote viewing from where I was. Yeah, you even had a woman spirit in there, you know, was very abdomen about uh, you not being welcomed in there. She's like, get out of my house! <laughs> yes, yes, you know, because she was, she was um, the woman spirit, the two ghosts that were there, the, the mother and the, and the son, mm. they were really, um, the mother was very bitter because her husband died young and she was left to handle this boy on her own. Mm. And he wasn't a boy, he was a man at this point. Right. So, you know, he, she was concerned if something would happen to her, what would happen to him and vice versa. And um, it was just uh, an intense situation and it took a while to help them cross over, but the dad came. The dad who passed away first uh, came and got them both, so it worked out. But I have to tell you, the son of this woman, the ghost uh, son, he actually was very interested in all our equipment. So he would go over and he was grabbing the guy's hands. They had the held hand cams, and he was actually turning their hands. And, And they're skeptics, so they were blown away. So it's fun working with these skeptics and things happen because I lose it. I'm like, oh, my God, I go away laughing. I'm like, oh, there you go. <laughs> Be a skeptic. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, that, that went down, and then we went back another time. So I'm going back to the middle again where we went back during the day, and that's when Mark found the quarters by the door. And that same time I went down to the basement, and I put on a, um, a CD mm-hmm. of... Uh, the rosary, rosary being yes, repeated yes, over yes. and over again, being said over and over again. And I was just walking around. I was using my dowels and trying to figure out where this thing was hit because it had a couple places to hide. And I knew one of them was the basement. And I was trying to figure it out. I'm walking around with my dowels and then all of a sudden, Quarters fell. out of nowhere, a quarter falls from the ceiling onto the floor. Oh, wow. That was on a haunted, wasn't it? Uh, Virginia? Yes. This, this particular show was on The Haunted. So was The Candle Shop, but I was not featured on The Candle Shop one. Uh, they wound up just doing it on the internet with us, but they did show that, that case too. Wow. Which was interesting, and I have a feeling why she didn't want anybody to know that it was a clearing, because she actually puts it up as a haunted attraction. It's a beautiful store. Wow. It's like a castle. So, um, but otherwise... Yeah, that was, those two cases were very interesting. But this was my second day with Mark, and I wanted to impress my team. 
And, <laughs> and of course, they had it, you know, my guides and angels are like snickering in the background going, oh, yeah, she wants to impress them. Wait, wait till she sees what we're giving her. <laughs> I would I would love to do an investigation with you guys. I would love to do that at least once. Oh, I'm sure Mark would love to have you both out with us. Definitely. Definitely. I would love to have you come on. I would love to, for you to be with us. That would be so cool. And it depends. You know, if we get something that's more like a public place, mm-hmm. um, like an asylum or something, I'm sure you can join us. I don't know so much about the private house because they only allow so many in, you know what I mean, because of noise factor. Sure. Yeah. But if we do something like that, you're more than welcome. Yeah, if you ever need anybody, in, you know, an extra hand or extra cameras or whatever. It, 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 yes, I'll, it, I'll definitely tell Mark about it. Yeah. I'll let him know about it. I'm sure that you guys would be welcome 100%. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, so this cool. is my situation there, and uh, there's a couple other great cases that we've done, you know, over the... Um, over the years, in the last 10 years, but that was the most intense Mm. one besides the candle shop, and then there was another one in Bangard that actually made it on the Haunted also, um, where this house was built on the cemetery, and they didn't know the house was built on the cemetery, but they did find bone, and they didn't know if it was human or animal. Mm. And there were bodies buried on the side yard and in the backyard, and then there was like a little grove, like a little archway, and you walked right into the cemetery, right off their backyard. Wow. So that case, now, what you talked about before, Tim, was do I ever get nervous or feel something about the case that might be negative? Right. I was driving at the time. My stepbrother was giving directions from Mark where to go. I had no idea where we would head. So... My stepbrother was driving me for a good six years working with Mark. He was driving me to every case. God bless his soul. I mean, he sat in the car during cold winter nights while I worked. Um, He was amazing, and he really really stuck in there and hung in there with me. Um, But he drove me, and as he's driving me, again, not knowing where I'm going or what's going to happen, I start shaking very badly, like uncontrollable. Like I can't stop my body from shaking. Wow. It's inside going now on the outside of my body. And he goes, are you already? Right? I said, I don't know. I don't, I'm not cold. It's hot out. I don't understand what's going on. I said, but I'm, I hope I'm not coming down with something, but it doesn't feel like this. This is something going on, and this is connected to this house. I know it. I know my body. Mm-hmm. So we get there, and I'm standing by Louis car that's my stepbrother i'm leaning against this car and mark is coming towards me he goes okay you're up i go uh, 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 no. he goes are you all right i go look at me i'm shaking and louis saying look at her she's shaking mm-hmm. um and i said something ain't right here so i started to do the walkthrough and i made myself out i got myself out to the backyard actually on the side yard and i said i don't know what's going on here i feel people pulling on my legs like i'm walking and i felt like i was in quicksand mm-hmm. like i my legs became lead, and I'm saying to myself, this is like a cemetery or something. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was a cemetery right behind them. It was oh, connected to a very old church. Well, actually, it's not a cemetery. It would be, graves, grave, it would be what, a graveyard, because graveyard is, is with connected to a church, right, and cemetery is not. Okay, this is a graveyard. So I had no idea that I was, you know, now it's dark. I'm walking, and I keep walking, and I'm going, oh, my God, Mark, I feel death, death everywhere. And now I'm in the 
from the side yard to the backyard. I'm like, Jeff, Jeff, everywhere. And I keep walking and walking. Next thing I know, and I'm seeing all these headstones. He goes, you just walked into the cemetery. He goes, that's what I wanted. And then I hit him. I go, why didn't you warn me? (laughs) (laughs) I see. He goes, you really think there's buried buried bodies under there? I said, yes, there's on the side yard and the backyard leading to the the grave site, you know, Uh the graveyard. He goes, no. I go, yes, I'm telling you. Sure enough, they got, uh, what is that, uh, radar penetrating, penetrating oh. radar, what they oh. do with that ground penetrating right. radar. Mm-hmm. He had some people come in, and there were bodies buried under the side yard and the backyard. Oh, wow. Yeah, that house was a, that, that case, um, I actually had Mark, I went down to the basement, and, you know, I did the walkthrough with the family, and I described everything that happened in the basement, I described everything that happened in a baby's room with the baby getting scared every night with a spirit in the corner. I even got her name. Mm. It was one of the last owners that were there. You know, it was more more in our time, you know, in the 1990s, mm-hmm. um, where the spirit turned around and said to me, and she gave me her name, and I looked around and I said, this woman named such and such said she's sorry she scares the baby. And they looked at oh. the this were like, oh my God, how did you know? And like, you know, it was just such a, a cool case, and then, you know, I do my happy dance, because even though I do this work with them, I still get very shocked and surprised when I, when things pop out of my mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I look up at God, and I say, thank you, thank you, and I do, like, a funny little dance, and Mark laughs at me, but anyway, um, we wound up in the basement of this place, oh my God, horrible, and there was, um, you know those basements where you go up these stairs and then you open these metal doors? What are they called? Bunkheads? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so this is the kind of basement they had. You can go through the house, but also in order to get out to the backyard, you had to go up the stairs and then push these two metal doors open that were above your head. So I said to Mark, there's a man here, and he's from the cemetery, and he likes sitting here. This is his spot. I said, go sit there. Just close your eyes, relax. And he closes his eyes, he relaxed, and all of a sudden I giggled, and a stone got thrown at Mark and landed right at his feet. Mark didn't trust me. He goes, where were your hands? What were you doing? Why are you laughing? (laughs) I said, I'm laughing because he said, I don't like when people sit in my spot. I want them to move. And he he threw the stone at him. Wow. And Mark had a look at the video to make sure my hands were not doing anything. <laughs> so he realized my hands were in my back, behind my back the whole time. <laughs> uh, so we will see. I tell you, it's been some journey with this group, but I, I, I am very much scrutinized. But what's so great about this team is that we do have historians that look things up, and awesome. um, they're able to, they're able to verify the names that I get. Um, so it's, it's really kind of cool. It's kind of cool hearing the names, like what's on the list when I finally am finished. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's fascinating to me. That's it's awesome really how, how they're able to validate you as a psychic medium when they get all this information oh, afterwards. You. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I never know, you know, and I don't, and it's not like I'm open 24-7. No, I'm not a 24-7 Seven Eleven, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you I, and I, I don't just expect you, it. It's yeah. like when you don't expect it. If I'm if I'm on the phone with you and all of a sudden I turn and go, oh yeah, my, my God, happened. you know, you know, so and so. We're talking like, about well, today's show, and then all of a sudden they come through, like, and it kind of jostles me because I'm only calling you to figure out what time I'm supposed to be calling. 
That is wild. That is wild. I, I did I, not expect that at all. Yeah, I actually sent uh, messages on Facebook. There was two boys about that. About that, you know, conversation you and I had. I was like, she yeah, nailed it to the T. posted and I had a big smile on my face. And <laughs> yeah. I looked, then something said, look at it again. And I see November. I said, no wonder he was yep. celebrating. Yep, yep, yep. That's <laughs> awesome. You ready to go on break? Chip, you have anything you want to say before we go on? Uh, uh, other than uh, I've got this great idea, maybe we should take a break. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why hey, didn't Vir- you think of that stuff, Tim? Virginia, <laughs> I I know I know somebody's beating on a door here, wanting to ask you a question. So you you want to take a few calls after we get back? Sure, sure. All I have right. no problem with that. Yeah. that'll be great. All right, thank you. You are listening to The Supernatural Realm with our special guest, psychic medium, the great psychic medium, Virginia Rose Centrillo. <laughs> and we'll be right back Thanks. right after this. What's that, Virginia? I said, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I say awesome instead? <laughs> okay, you can say awesome. All right. We'll be back, guys. While you're sitting back and enjoying this year's Spookathon, please do not forget the purpose for this great one-of-a-kind event. The l m Radio Network is listener-funded, and that means we need you to keep doing what we do here. Bringing you the best hosts with the best guests and the best information and entertainment of any other radio station on the planet. Like anything we love, we want to cherish, protect, and be sure it continues to breathe life to all the great people who depend on our shows and our content each and every day. So won't you please reach into your pocket today and donate to the L&M Radio Network, because without you, there is no us. And no us means no me and you. I don't know about you, but that makes me sad. We can continue this mission only with your help. So go over to LateNightInTheMidlands.com, click the Donate button now, so we can continue to bring you the best guests with the best information, the best host on the number one network in the land, the L&M Radio Network. Enjoy the Spookathon, folks. L&M merchandise is finally here. We have a large selection of shirts, hats, wall clocks, phone cases, stickers, jewelry, and much more. It's been a long time coming, but it's worth the wait. With great prices and quality products from Calf Press. Just go to LateNightInTheMidlands.com and click the big blue banner at the top of every page. Every purchase helps keep L&M Radio on the air so stock up and tell the world you're a late-nighter. So again, go to www.latenightinthemidlands.com and click the big blue banner at the top of every page. Well, 
WCT.FM, your talk station. Chippy, are you there? I am here. We're gonna... so, somebody wanted to ask me a question. I'm getting everybody texting me right now because I have, I have like most of my family and friends listening because they saw it on Facebook and I forgot they could see that. So now they're all writing into me. <laughs> they love you guys, by the way. They're That's all saying, awesome. oh, my God, we love these guys. They're great. Awesome. So, yeah. just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, for the listeners, they can call uh, 724-602-2826. 724-602-2826. And I heard you, Virginia. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But uh, all in all, I'll tell you, I love your show. I think you're great. It's really great to come out and talk about this and let people know what goes on, and it's it's really quite interesting in my life. I was just sitting here thinking, going, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Most guests say that, but, you know. <laughs> like, what the hell? How did I get in this? I'm looking up, and I'm looking up, like, you know, from my, from, in my basement looking way up. I go, what were you thinking? What did I sign? <laughs> <laughs> It's not like like we we asked you to make a pact or anything. And, you know, I just wanted to say real quick, speaking of shows, you know, because you you mentioned that when you work cases, you know, oftentimes they send you in first. They don't tell you anything. You go in, you get what you get. And uh, more often than not, you know, it, it it is absolutely spot on, fantastic. We've seen some shows. I mean, Dead Files aside, not out to Amy Allen. Yes, we have a caller. Oh, she's um, amazing. We, God bless her. She is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But we've seen some shows where there's paranormalists that work with mediums. They tell the medium everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, all the medium like really that. has to do is, is Man, go, oh. That. Well, based on everything that you told me and everything that I looked up and everything that the history uh, uh, people told me, you know, there's probably something bad here. And it's like, oh, come on now. <laughs> That's not the way yeah. it's done, you know. Yeah, that sells conflicts. I don't know why, you know, most of it is not, it's not what you think. It's not, you know, Lucifer running rampant through people's homes. It's just souls that were lost that are looking for, you know, comfort and, and trying to figure out what's going on in their own home. I mean, just think of it. They're going along their daily life. They don't realize they're gone. They're still walking through kitchens, through, you know, living in a certain time frame. And then all of a sudden somebody comes in with booming children. Things are being knocked <laughs> over. Walls are being removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, doors are being placed where they weren't before. And then all of a sudden that ghost wakes up. Yeah. Or, or the, the spirits are like, hey, we were fine. And then this dysfunctional family comes in to our exactly. house and starts making all this noise and moving our stuff around. And it's like we've got no choice but to haunt them. I'd get pissed too. Right. Someone exactly. Did that exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. We got a caller. Okay. Hi. I'm surprised, I, I'm surprised somebody's listening to me tonight because they should all be out having a good time in their little costumes. <laughs> no, they're they're hiding from all the kids too, just like I am, you know. So <laughs> candy. <laughs> it's my candy. It's my candy. Yeah. yeah go, go ahead, ahead. caller. Hello. 
this is Barb. I just think you're awesome, Virginia. I was just listening to you, and it took me six times, and I mean this, it took me six times to, like, go back to the same station and click on because it just got silent, like, six different times when you were talking. One time when I wrote, I was writing things down because I was interested in things you were saying. The one time was voodoo. And another time was, what color house do you feel that um, is calling my name? It, it was just like totally like crazy. Um, wait a minute. You just spoke up for a little bit. So there's somebody in the house calling your name? No. What happened was, I'm listening to your show, okay? Hey, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm so listening. Dead. Go ahead. Okay, and as I'm listening, at least six or more times, it was like you went blank. So I had to get back to where you were and click on to hear you again. It was like as though someone didn't want me to hear what you were saying. Oh, that might be my grandmother. She doesn't want me talking about. No, I'm only kidding. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've, you know, um, I've, I don't know. You know, we are in a very windy time right now, so I don't know if it has. Yes, anything. and that's what I thought. That's yeah, because I, I know I'm. I know that I. You know, I hear Tim and and Chip a little bit here on, and I'm, I'm getting them, but once in a while they get very quiet, okay. and I have to see if they're still there because I'm having a lot of problems here. But, um, well, the only thing I can say is that probably either A, it's a win situation or, you know, and, or B, um, there could be something that doesn't want you to learn something or understand something. Maybe there's, you know, but I don't really get that. I get it's more something technical. Mm. That's what I'm getting. Do you have, um, Somebody, uh, there's somebody to the left of you um, that really protects you, and it's really been. You've been through certain situations where you're like, "Oh God, I can't believe I made it through that." Am I correct? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, whoever it is, they're very protective of you, and they're standing right behind you. I can't quite get a name. I, I'm I'm there, but I'm not there. But they're very powerful. They're strong. I feel this is like a father image like a father or grandfather type of energy. could be uncle, grandfather, or um, that's what I'm feeling, like very protective okay. of you. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, a, yes, it does, because I've been through a lot. Yes. And they've been and helping just, you through this. That, I, I've heard this from someone else, and they said that it was my grandfather. Okay, great. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to throw something out here. I'm not sure, um, but, you know, I didn't expect to do this, but I see something to do with trains or something around a train. Does that make sense to you? Train tracks, train. Oh, my train. goodness, there's a train. Is, yeah, the train was just going by my, my house in the back of my house, yes. Okay, because whoever is there is letting me know that they're standing right next to you, so there's your confirmation that they're with you right now because they're witnessing oh, something my. that's in the house and near the house. But they're very protective oh of you. They're coming from a higher realm. They are a family member, and they're on your right side. Oh, that's wonderful. So there and you, go. you mentioned that homes pick the family. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'd like to sell my. I tried to sell my house this well last year, and and then I stopped. 
and I like to try to sell it next year. Do you see a home, uh, my home, picking a family? Um, you know what? I keep picking up. You know, it's funny. I was done it. You know, I I don't listen to myself. I was going to say, are you planning on selling something? But okay, so it is the house. All right. Um, there's something wrapped around March, going into June of next year, 2020. Okay. But I also okay. feel that you need to get a male realtor, not a female, a male. Okay. 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 That's what the and house wants. Another. Mm. Okay. Okay. Another question is, okay, my daughter has been having um, this man standing over her bed when she's in bed. She felt, feels him all the time. And when she opens her eyes, she sees a, a, um, he, a like a large man with a flannel with a flannel shirt, and it's red because she lives downstairs from me. Okay, so he's Who in a flannel. I missed that one. Here we go again with the song. He's in so, a flannel um, shirt. Flannel shirt, and he's standing over her. And it's red flannel. Yes. And it's yes. red flannel. Yeah. Um, she. Tim, what's your father roaming around for? He always likes to wear plaid. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. What I was going to say is... Oh, my. <laughs> my grandfather did, too. Yeah, there Both you go. So um, what I'm feeling is this was a previous owner of the property or somebody next door or someone near, but there's definitely... Um, your daughter does have some sort of gift because it's recognizing something in her. Um, I feel like he feels he knew her, that he that she reminds him of someone. I don't feel mm. anything really physical happening to her. Did did he? You know, I only feel like this. No, in there. She yes. Nobody owned the house before us. We had this built, so this has happened twice. Well, and, this um, also could be something from the property. That's why I said to you, oh. it could be connected to the ground or or something nearby. It doesn't actually pertain to the home itself. Yeah, I get people tell that me that all the time. My house is haunted. I built my house. And it also can be from the ground. Oh. You know, it could be from the earth. Ah. It could be from the property itself that maybe something oh, was there. okay. You know, he that's coming. He doesn't harm but, her. He doesn't harm her, but mm -hmm. she felt it, and then when she opened her eyes, she saw this full, large body with this shirt on. Yes. Okay, so it's not and a it family member, twice. so it wouldn't be your grandfather, wouldn't be your father, or her grandfather, mm -hmm. father, you know. This is somebody that she does not recognize, correct? Because that's what I'm getting, right. somebody that's, that's not really correct. related. So, uh, right. I just feel that she, um, this person is from the property around the, the surrounding area, and I feel this mm -hmm. person came through to her because she reminds him of someone. Oh, okay. okay. He's feeling a are familiar with her. So what I would suggest you doing, uh, you know, I don't feel him doing any harm. I just feel like he watches her. I don't feel mm -hmm. he's going to harm her in any way. The only thing I can say is that if you look up some techniques in, on the Internet, um, they'll tell mm -hmm. you how she can wrap herself in, in our Creator's breath, our, our, you know, the love, the light, and, mm -hmm. you know, ask him not you know, ask for help from her guides and angels. Give them permission. Because we all have guides and angels. And kind of yes, gently... Yes, I believe that. You know, gently, like, pick an area. Pick the door, the front door. Tell her to visualize the front mm -hmm. door. Him walking out and into somebody who loved him in their arms. 
So okay. visualize that. Visualization is very important. Intent is very important. You don't want to harm mm-hmm. or hurt the man. You just want to send him on his way, and that's so he can be happy somewhere else and where he can be productive okay. and recycled. That's how I look at it. Okay. And one more question. What killer house or place do you see me going to? I, I don't really I, predict that. That's not really okay. my job. My job is really I am okay. like a house whisperer. I strictly mm-hmm. work in, in that capacity. But mm-hmm. I do will be moving somewhere between March and June. Okay. Those months circle. So there could be a contract around the end of March. Then there's activity around mm-hmm. Easter, and then I see something mm-hmm. definitely completing in, in the month of June, maybe going into July, the end of June going into July. But I have to stick with June. Mm. And I have one more thing, and it makes me feel really, really uncomfortable, but I just need to talk to you about this. My nephew was murdered, okay. and he was very young. Do you feel they caught the right person? Can I have your uh, nephew's name, please? Yeah, Scott. Okay, hold on. I get a yes, but there's something, somebody, uh, did they say there were two people involved or just one? I feel there was two people, yes. Yes, there's two people involved. Yes. 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 And that person is not talking for some reason, not giving that person up, but there were two involved. Definitely. But 100%. only one only one went to jail. Is the other one still living out there? And I was gonna say somebody moved. Something moved or someone moved. Okay. So I this person the, moved. The fellow died. The fellow that was supposed to that they arrested died in, in prison. So I was yeah, wondering, but the other one the other I feel moved. There's a movement or move. Moved. Now, did that person die of something in the chest area? I don't. My 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 um my nephew did. Okay, because I feel a pain in my chest. That's why I'm wondering why I'm getting this pain in my. Yes. Yes. Uh, It was something. It was the wrong place at the wrong time. But there's no such thing as that. By the way, there's everything. Yeah. Yes. Um. There was a dispute over something. Why do I pick up jealousy? Something around jealousy or something around jealousy? I don't know what that means. Mm, I don't Don't know know about that either. No, I don't know what that means. means. I have no idea what that means. It's it's very fleeting what I got, but I do feel that Scott is in a good place. Is there another person Uh, named Scott? Is there another Scott? In the family? Or something with an S name in the family? No. Uh-uh. A first, middle, no. or last? Middle middle name Scott, yes. Middle name Scott, yes. That's what I thought because he keeps talking about somebody with the same name. And I said, well, which way? And he oh. go, I didn't know if it was first. Oh, my goodness. Middle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he told me about that. So we're, we're with the right person right now because I got the pain. He doesn't have, he's just telling me. He's just showing me the pain mm-hmm. in the chest. And, mm-hmm. uh, when, and then, um, but uh, something with taking something, I know a life was taken. Yeah, it had to do with a radio. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because something was, I don't know, taken, a, I don't know. But all I yeah. know is that he is definitely at peace. And he keeps talking oh, about the God. one that has the middle name. So I don't know if there was a child with his, middle, with his name used or something, but he said uh-huh. he's 
and then there was a celebration, or there's a celebration coming very close that he's going to be attending, or there was a oh. celebration that he attended or is going to attend very soon. So he shows me that he is with the family, and he is moving through with the family. He's with a female. Mm-hmm. I think the female has glasses on. and um, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so he's with the female. He's definitely with the female. Uh, the person has glasses on. Uh, uh, the hair is done nicely. The hair is done nicely. What color is the hair? Uh, but all I know, I, I see neatness, neatness, very neat. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that means to you, but that's what I got. Yeah, that would be my mother. Yeah. Hmm? That would be my mother. Yeah. He's definitely with that person and very strong. And I see gentle hands. Like, I feel like this person who, you know, this woman that's with him is definitely um, has something to do with um, with uh, very good with the hands. I don't know if it was sewing or cooking, but very good with the hands. Yes. Almost she very loving, healing good. hands. And then I also see something yes. to do with birds or something around birds. I don't know what the, oh, my the birds. Oh, yeah, my Yes, my mom loves doves. My mom loves doves. But she keeps talking about these birds and something around birds. Birds. That's what I keep saying. Uh-huh. So I'm just letting okay. you know. I see. But otherwise, uh-huh. she is giving. Me, she. Oh, she winked at me. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. I'm getting confirmation. <laughs> Beautiful oh, eyes. Uh, she winked uh-huh. at me, and she's saying she's giving me confirmation. She says, "Don't you worry about anything." Uh-huh. You will be provided, and you'll know the move to make and when to make it. She walks with you all the time. That's basically what she told me. And I keep seeing something with a rose or something around a rose. I don't know if there's uh, a, a carving of a rose or something with roses or something. I don't know, but there's. I'm, I keep smelling a lot of roses. So whatever that means to you, uh-huh. I mean, it sounds very general, but that's what I'm getting. I okay. got to go with what I get. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. See, Barb, that's, that's the best block, honey. Yeah. See, Barb, that's okay, when you know when you had a, a good medium. See, see, yeah. I went to see a medium once and they said, Chip, I sent something all around you. And I'm like, really? What's that? And they said, odor. <laughs> I said, that's what I shelled out 40 bucks to find out. I knew that before oh, coming in. <laughs> You know? Oh my Thank God! You, you were so a bad. Much for I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking. Oh, it was an Talk honor and a pleasure. I didn't expect right, it, Barb. but I wish you a, a lot of luck and a, a lot of may a lot of good peace come to you and good things. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're Bye, welcome. Tim. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. All right. Great. See. What a sweetheart. Thanks for and that, that's when you know you got a good one. You know? yeah. Is that yeah. your mom? That's my, I volunteer at the senior center, and she's one of, the man- one of the seniors that you deal with, because she's she, very sweet. She's one of the managers there, yeah. The managers, yeah, she's very sweet. Yeah. Very, yeah. very sweet. Yeah, um, yeah I, did, I wasn't sure, but it, they kept saying something about another S name involved, like as far as, you know, somebody carrying on a name. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, oh, last, I wasn't sure. But very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I told her. I said you gotta, you gotta hear Virginia. You gotta at least call in once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad she did. Well, she was a pleasure. <laughs> but anyway, so what do you guys think 
about us arranging something for us really to do a great ghost hunt and have a good time. Yeah. And I have to tell you, doing ghost hunts are very important that people have to be prepared and they also all have to be respectful when we go on these sites, which I know you guys like, to, you, you understand that and I know you would. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when people do this work, we have to be very, very, very respectful mm-hmm. of the space we walk into and how we handle and conduct ourselves. So when we say ghost hunting, going and have fun, it doesn't mean that we're provoking anybody or pushing right, a situation. Right. No, I don't like that anyway. Yeah. I don't like to do yeah, that. And I know you're a good guys. Yeah. And if I give you milk and cookies, I know you'll be extra good. <laughs> but I would think it would be wonderful for all of us to get together, maybe even head up by you, Chip, and do something by you. Sounds good. You know, just a fair warning. When you give Tim milk and cookies, it gives him gas. So don't stand behind him afterwards when we go on this ghost hunt. And, d- and don't sleep with me either. <laughs> you guys are too much. I love yeah. you guys. Oh, God. A- anybody that sleeps with me will, will deal with She's the rap. She's a very sweet woman. God yeah. bless her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, boy, we've got, you know, uh, we're very proud of our listenership. Anybody that <laughs> sleeps by me will have to deal with the odor, you know, but, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are getting. Okay, now we're getting too far. See? <laughs> Now we're going, going you know, a little too much information. We're going, we're going back to my last mediumistic reading, you know. <laughs> Send something all around you, all around you. It's like, that's what I paid you. I'm going to save my money. I knew that, you know. <laughs> hey, Chip, does that mean you got to wash oh your beard? Does that mean you should wash your beard? Oh, at some point. You know, one of these years, I will, yeah. I I'm just I actually I missed what you said, Chip. You came in broken up again. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no. He wants to know that that you know I'm going to wash my beard anytime soon, and it, it's like, well, how am I going to remember what I ate during the last week and a half? You know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too too much. I have to so, tell you. Some people but, have. Uh, I know that our Mister Kai's is probably going to be writing a third book very soon. I hope so. so. I'm giving you a little. Neat little information. We've kind of been feeling that. Yeah, so I think that's going to come around very soon. Excellent. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and it's a particular case, I believe, what he, I think, I can't speak for him, but (laughs) I think it's one particular case that you'll find quite interesting, and I I wasn't really involved with that particular case. I kind of knew Mark at that time, but he did call me Mm. when they were going to the case, and I did pick up some information interesting information speaking to him on the phone. I was actually ready to go into a movie theater and I gave him some information on the phone, but this particular case um, has to do with worshipping and underground tunnels and Oh, Oh, cool. Must be about me then. (laughs) That was an amazing, amazing case. That also made it on The Haunted. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so. It's about me then, because people worship me in underground tunnels all it's the time. It's about you and the underground uh, railroad. Did you have so. to give it away? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? Oh, stupid me. Yeah. You know. Why did you, you oh, just spo- gave it away? Because spoiler I alert. <laughs> I know what it was. It was so, you. And I'm, I'm constantly in uh, that tunnel, constantly. But anyway, <laughs> it was it was chipping a past no, life no, in the no. underground railroad. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was Chip in a past life with the Underground Railroad. Underground Railroad. I was I was the the Schindler's List of slavery back in the day. So. Oh my. Oh 
Five so, for bid. Oh my God! What up? Now, I think I was pretty happy about that because it was, you know, I was doing good work. Yes, you were. Yes. Yeah. If that's what you were doing, then I believe you and I, I yes, commend if you. If that's what I was doing. I commend yeah. you in this lifetime. What a horrific situation. Um, during my years of doing this work, I've come across a lot of um, souls that have passed on that came to assist me and helping their family members cross over, and I worked in this particular area in Long Island where I came across um, Holocaust victims that were coming to get their family that survived, and a lot of them felt guilty and didn't move into the light because mm -hmm. they were angry that they survived and their loved ones mm -hmm. didn't. Oh, survivor's guilt, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, I, I, you know, again, before meeting yeah. Mark, that's what I was dealing with and it yeah. was one particular area of Long Island that I was working I actually did four homes and in in within a two year span and I have to tell you they were they were similar but they're not you know like mm -hmm. yeah I did. it's sad similar, to say it's like all altogether not unusual you know yeah. which is sad it's right. a sad thing we worked a couple right. of, a few paranormal cases in the south where we came across um you know the spirits of of uh, slaves, yeah. and um, you know it's another very sad thing. You know, I mean, these oh were very, very very different times back in the day. We actually had one um, spirit lead us to her bones, which we really? found. Yeah. Oh my lord! And I was sad. I mean, we you know we were crying. I, I you. You know, because you feel the immediacy of the the sadness of this whole situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. She was she was killed because the owner raped her and she got pregnant by him. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh that, my God. It's a, that is such a common thing, and there's so much history that we don't know, or we do know, and we covered it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that I've come across also. Mm -hmm. I've come across that in Connecticut actually mm -hmm. in new canaan same situation mm. yeah same situation very sad i had i had uh, a the case house was built in yeah. 17 something it was a famous uh general's house i believe at one point and um there was a slave in the house that was that was impregnated by um i think it was the son of this general and the mother was enraged and had the girl murdered. Mm. It was very sad. Mm. Very, very sad. And how I got my Betsy, I work with a beautiful, beautiful soul. I'm very fortunate. Actually, she's on my right side right now. She's protecting me in my basement, my scary basement. Yeah, from and, Timmy and me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, you're panic. Anyway, so how... Uh, I received Betsy doing a job out in Long Island. This was actually in Syosset. And these, uh, there were bounty hunters looking for these slaves, and they were in a barn. And the reason why I wound up doing this house, it was my ex-boss who purchased this property, and I'm in construction, and we were about to do work on it, but I always clear properties before I work on them. And we were knocking down this one little bungalow. It was quite interesting because the gentleman who owned the bungalow, this little bungalow on this huge property in Syosset actually uh, loved Hitler stuff, you know, German Nazi stuff. Mm, cool. Mm -hmm. He had a hidden room through a 
through a closet and you opened it up and he had all this stuff on the wall and he had all those records with the with the speeches that Hitler gave. Mm. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. And the energy was just so raw. And I said, I cannot knock this bungalow down until we clear it. Well, I think I, I was there for one thing, and it turns out to be something totally different. As I was working with my group of mediums, we received information very strongly. This woman came to me. She was heavy. She had her hair up with a, with with uh, tied up with a uh, uh, kerchief. She had an apron on, and I don't sing for anything. <laughs> I can't hold a tune. I do it better in the shower alone. But anyway. Um, I was sitting there and I felt her coming in and she like came at me in such a force and she came through me and I started to channel this information. My voice changed. Uh, it became deeper than what it is now. I had uh, like kind of like an accent and she began telling a story about how all these slaves were wound up and thrown in this barn and these bounty hunters set the barn on fire. Mm and killed women and children. And she didn't go into the light because she was so busy helping them and she was trying to guide them to the light. Mm. And she was happy that we were there to help them move. And then all of a sudden she says, I'm going to take my people home. And next when I know it, I bowed out, swing low, sweet chariot. Mm. Wow. Um, I have that actually recorded. I have to find it, but I know I have it somewhere here in my... my my other recordings that I used to do when I used to do these cases. But, wow. And after that, there was no electricity in this house at all because we had cut it off. Mm -hmm. So we had to do this job during the day. And I asked my creator and all my guides, I said, I hope I did the right thing. Dear God, I hope I helped these people. I hope we all help these people. I need a sign. Mm -hmm. I'm going out through the back of the house, which was the kitchen, and... You know those light switches that have a light on that you can find in a dock to turn it on? Right. You know, mm-hmm. you find them in a dock to turn mm-hmm. on the light? Mm-hmm. There's like a little light switch with a light in it. Mm-hmm. It was on. Wow. Pushed the button, and the light went over my head, on, in the kitchen. Wow. Nana. Eight people saw that. And I turned to my husband at the time, Chris, and I said to him, Oh, my God, there must have been a little electricity left. And he said, are you crazy? <laughs> Once you cut it, you cut it. It's not like a faucet, Jen, where there's some water still left in a faucet. There should be no lights on at all. And as soon as he said that, it went out. That was wow. my sign. Wow. After that, I was woken up every night at a certain time by this beautiful, glowing, amazing smile and gleaming eyes and it was Betsy and she said I'm going to be with you child for a very long time I said oh my I earned her I earned this woman and I don't do a job unless she's in front of that door waiting for me I do not open a door unless I ask permission when I'm working with Mark and I have to see her by the door and that's how I know I can go in that's my Betsy wow yeah, and we found out that was a true story, which was hard. You know, sometimes you got to think, is it your imagination? What are you getting? What are you receiving? You know, you know, I let my left brain sometimes take over when I shouldn't. you you got to kind of balance the left and right brain. You know that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's through meditation. So sometimes I'm like, you know, the, 
those stupid little voices that we have. No, this ain't real. But, you know, we did some research, and I have to say I was devastated to find out it was true because what I saw and felt and smelled, it was horrible. Horrible. And, yeah. But I earned her, so she's been with me now 18 years. Wow. Wow. 18 years, yes. So on case, it's very instrumental when we're helping slaves or American Indians or children. It's Mm. very interesting. She she gets her apron and she poops up the children in her apron. It's such a... I wish, you know, it doesn't sound real, but it is. I've seen her do it. And it blows my mind. It's like a film being played like a movie, and I just see her scoop them up and take them and cradle them and, and hand them to somebody else. It's really interesting. Wow. Yeah, and, and speaking of horrible smells, that's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, not, a, God. not a chip smells bad joke. We just want to let you know. You are funny. We're, that we're, is we're, funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting uh, a... Actually, uh, you know, my, my family in general does not have this body odor gene. Which is awesome because now I'll never, never have to bathe again. So you're saying you could go a year without taking a shower? Is that what you're saying? Uh, maybe I haven't tried that yet, but I'll I'll give it a shot though. You know, but uh, we're, we're we're getting close to out of time. I just want to remind uh, mind our listeners that the Upper Darby Poltergeist is the book that features insights from Virginia Rose Centrello, written by the great Mark Kyes. You can find it. Easily on Amazon.com, the Upper Derby Poltergeist, but also on Mark Kai's site on Facebook called Mark Allen Kai's. That's Allen with an A, Mark with a K, Allen with an A, A L L A N, and Kai's is Keys with an extra E, K E Y E S. And you can also find it through Ropub.com, which is Rope Publishing. That's the same publishing company that has my book, Even the Dead Won't Tell You the Truth, which adds for another show. Right now, Upper Derby Poltergeist, uh, Mark Allen Kies, K-E-Y-E-S, Mark Allen, Allen with an A, Mark Allen Kies on Facebook or Amazon.com. Virginia Rose Centrilla, where can people find you if they have questions? Um, uh, it's, it's the, the ppa.net. You can get on our website and scroll down. You will see a picture of Mark. You will see a picture of me and my teammates. And under my name is my email address, which is Virginia at the PPA.net. Virginia at the That's how PPA. they can get in touch. Yep, that's the Pennsylvania Paranormal Association. The that's right. PPA stands uh. for Paranormal Association. And if you write the mark, you may get an autographed copy of the book. Just saying. <laughs> well, I didn't get one. Wait a minute. I, yeah, you know. <laughs> she didn't get one. I got mine. <laughs> I was going to say I didn't either, but I did. I got it right here. So, there you yeah. go. Well, I lied. I did get Rose didn't get one. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but know. it was an amazing journey with you guys again. Thank you so much. We'll have to do it again. I really appreciate this moment i had a blast it was a great rainy stormy night to be with you windy night 
uh, I couldn't wear my nun outfit anyway. I'd become the flying nun, so I'll have to wait till <laughs> Saturday to wear it at my costume party. But uh, I thank you so much for keeping me occupied and saying wonderful things about me, which I, I'm dying here because, you know, it's hard to keep up with this reputation. So uh, you do you not guys. I really appreciate everything that you've said and allowing me this time. I'm very honored knowing both of you, very privileged to know the both of you. You're amazing people. Well, we feel the very same about you, and, and yeah, I, I just wish that people would talk about me with such, you know, uh, rel <laughs> relished remarks. <laughs> I do. I always praise you, and I always tell the people that I, that I, 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 you know, the people that I recommend for your show to get, you know, to get on your show and also to listen to your show, I brag about you and Tim like crazy, so there you go. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to swell your heads, but I do break about both of you. Yeah. Well, yeah thank you back because on. I just thank bought you. a bunch of hats, and you know I can't get buy different ones with a bigger head size because you know, yeah, but you don't have one of these. <laughs> yeah, oh, Timmy's got his Kansas City Chiefs hat now. That's some right. Pit, some some Pittsburgh Steeler fan you turned out to be. Hey. At least I'm going to love my New York Giants whether they suck or not. I was I was a fan in the suck. 70s when they were good. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, well, look, you know. <laughs> you guys you know? are bad. I love it. I, I love it. Yeah. If they don't I'll get be, if I, they don't I, get rid of Ben and Worthless Burger or Ben Worthless Burger and Tomlin, I'm not a fan. Wow. <laughs> There's a fair weather fan for you indeed, you know. I gotta get rid of Worthless Burger first. Is is what it is, you know. <laughs> All right, we gotta go, Virginia. If you want to stick around for a few. Love uh, you guys. God bless yeah, you. Love and you too. Sending <laughs> love and light to everybody in your audience, and may they have a safe and happy Halloween. Love you all, guys. Night. Good night. Good night. Yep, and and Spookathon continues, uh, especially if you're here on on WCETFM, the great. Michael Barrow's up next, late night in the Midlands. If you're hearing us there, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, you can hear this broadcast on United Public Radio, UPRNTalkRadio.com. So I've got to give a shout-out to them, too. Yeah. And we'll be back here on Tuesday, 7 to 9. So be sure to tune in. Awesome. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Yeah, great. Thanks for listening. We love you. Good night. Be safe. Spookathon continues with the great Michael Vera for Late Night in the Midlands. Good night, everybody. <laughs>